Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. My fine, fabulous, geeky friends, welcome to the Geekiest Podcast. I'm Pete. I'm Joe. And I'm Kayla. So this week, uh, we were supposed to have a guest, and unfortunately, with the coronavirus, we have some folks uh, self-isolating, so uh, the three of us decided to get together and do a podcast. Self-isolating together. Mm-hmm. Is that defeating the purpose? Social distancing by removing the distance. <laughs> I'm not good at math. <laughs> Apparently English either, because well, yeah, like meaning of words. Well, you know, um, here locally in South Florida, Broward College has suspended classes for this week, so I've just become very stupid. <laughs> it didn't take long, it turns out. I was going to say, is, is that what you're blaming that on? <laughs> did not take long. Um, so but we also don't have Andy for We the also same don't reason. have Andy. We don't have Andy because he, he, you know, for health reasons, wants to self-isolate, which, uh, you know, we support him on that. You know, his health is... Most important, and you know, so that we can have them for many more episodes. Good on you, Andy. We love you. Absolutely. Um, so last week, when we had Morgan, when we were talking to Morgan from the Yellow Studios of the Adventure Game Store, and we would, we really want to thank them for letting us use their location and for letting us have their, you know, have use of the location in the future um, as the podcast's future home. Um, we didn't really get to do much in the way of geek news. Um, we, we, we brought up the C2E2 live show of Critical Role. And if you listen to last week, gush. It was the Gush Fest. It was like it was like a log flume ride over here with just... <laughs> Sploosh. Exactly. Totally. Um, so there were some other bits of geek news that we wanted to cover. Um, and of course, in the <laughs> this week that has come along, there's all sorts of geek news, good and bad. Um, so I think we'll, we'll do a bit of a, a dive into geek news for this episode and then, you know, try to f- carry on. Well, we certainly are living in a, a world right now where every day brings a whole new set of news. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It, it moves fast. Yep. So um, the piece I wanted to bring in last week was uh, Netflix announced a, uh, a partnership with Taika Waititi. Um, to direct, well, to write and direct um, two animated series based on Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The first one will be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and the second one will be about the Oompa Loompas, mm. um, with them being the focus characters. So it'll be, I'm interested to see his take both on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because we've seen now two two takes of it, uh, the the late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. gene wilder yep. uh, willy wonka on the chocolate factory and then the uh yeah. tim burton and then the other one that we don't want to talk about well we're going to talk about it, All right. it the, the tim burton johnny depp helmed uh charlie and the chocolate factory so we had creepy and dark and creepy yes <laughs> 
cre- creepy in that like you should probably tell your parents that this just happened kind of way and then the good gene wilder version <laughs> but even still he even was a ge- little even gene yeah. wilder was a little on the creepy side he was i mean let's let's just take if you step away objectively you've got this recluse chocolatier candy I mean, maker to be fair though Gene Wilder was creepy in that way where, like, maybe kids went to the old man's house and then didn't come back, which is bad. And then we had, like, the other version where it's, like, show me on the doll wear. I don't even think it was show me on the doll wear. It's... No, because the doll melted. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, like, it's more of, <laughs> so, Mr. Wonka, this is the this is the, the, the meat grinder that you put the children through to make the dog food. I, I mean... I support that at least, <laughs> and and where you d- decided to keep their teeth. Well, I mean, you know, to remind yourself of the important work you do. So my question with this animated series is, what what's the target audience here? Like, is this little kid? Is this older? Is this there's going to be stuff that goes over the kids' heads that adults I, get? I would have to imagine it's going to be. I mean, let's let's all agree. The previous two presentations of this material have, I mean, they've gone general audience, but there is definitely stuff that, you know, children didn't understand or were scared by. Mm-hmm. Um, and and stuff that went over people's heads. The schnozberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The schnozberries, mm-hmm. which. They taste like schnozberries. Yes, they do. And then later on in Raul Dahl's work, you find out what a schnozberry actually is. Well, why don't you tell us? Well, that would be a penis. Hooray! <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Geek point for Joe. <laughs> Geek point for Joe. Agreed. <laughs> Geek you managed for... to say penis in context. <laughs> That's weird for us. <laughs> we aren't even talking about Watchmen or anything. <laughs> weird. <laughs> so, do you think Doctor Manhattan's tastes like a schnozberry? <laughs> ah, you can't break me. So anyway, <laughs> um, I would imagine that it's definitely going to I, I think it's going to be the blend of, you know, there'll be it's going to be bright and shiny and visual for the kids. And then there's going to be the dark underbelly for the adults. Have we heard anything yet in terms of who he is looking for in terms of the talent? We no, the, right now, this is still this was just the they've come to a deal to do this material. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, even think, I don't even think there's a release date on it. Probably, you know, I would said last week, probably sometime in 2021. Hmm. It's all been canceled for the apocalypse. <laughs> or so at least postponed. <laughs> coronavirus positive Idris Elba. Oh. <sighs> so. He will get better. He will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Listen, he's just going to take off his shirt and beat the hell out of it. Sure, I agree. I mean, I mean, at this point, the good news is to to assuage the fears of our listeners. I feel confident. I feel good that we are close to getting this, getting over this thing because we recently found out that America's dad, Tom Hanks, tested positive, and no one is going to fucking let America's dad, Tom Hanks, die. So this is true. This is and true. And America's stepmom, Rita Wilson. Yes, but you know he is down in Australia. Well, I mean, so they're, they they do have a you know a national health system, so he's actually getting care, <laughs> and then the rest of us will slowly get care. Probably, I hope, maybe no. Mm. But you know, I can definitely see a mobilization to save Tom Hanks. Got to save America's dad. Yes. By God, don't you go dying on me. 
He's been in so many wars. He was in like World War Two. He was in Vietnam, and those all really happened, right? He helped bring the Berlin Wall down, and <laughs> landed that plane on the Hudson. Landed that plane on the Hudson. Fought he off those pirates. Was hanging out on NFAO Schwartz. Yep, totally all real. All, all happened. happened. All happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, just like you know. Yeah, and there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Wait a minute. How did he fight in World War II and coach the Women's Baseball League because, during World War II? Because, because magic. America's dad. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. I I, uh, <laughs> I even doubted yeah. the ability of Hanks. <laughs> we all look at, you know, our, 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 okay, our I have, perfect dads. I have one slight complaint Uh-oh. about America's dad. Uh-oh. Well, I'm... I, the, will you, you let me... No, you can just stop. Just tell us that that's a thing that exists and then say no more. Because he, he signs his tweets, H-A-N-X. Hanks? H-A-N-X. He's, he's, he's the cool dad. Oh, is that it? He's cool dad. Okay, all right. Then that, You know what? That explains it. I'm no longer he does the tweets. With it. He does the tweets. He does tweets. He's cooler than he's me. He's on the twits. He's, on, he's, he's twitting his tweets out and, and, and okay. yeah. You know what? You've explained it. I, I, I accept that. He is the cool mm-hmm. he's dad. He's the cool dad. Cool dad. All right. Mm-hmm. Like he lets you have a sip of his beer, and and you like you sit on his lap while he's driving, and you feel like you're driving. And he signs his, his twits H A N X. Does he Does let you have the sip of the beer while he's letting you sit on his lap while you drive? Yeah. Was that not okay? okay I was. A, I just wanted to make sure I had the full. No, that's fine. That's right? what the cup holder's for. Yeah. This is the beer. I am the cup holder. <laughs> now I'm just the beer holder. I've gotten older. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, so uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a thing. So uh, tangenting off of our our Netflix news. Um, in the meanwhile, it seems like between now and the time that Tiki Waitiki um, <laughs> does does some some Willy Wonking, um, we may have a break between now and anything else we get to watch. Um, production has been announced to have officially shut down on Stranger Things. Season four, yes, four. Oh, sad face. It's it. We're we're putting things on pause right yeah. now so that everybody is healthy. Uh, additionally, The Witcher two, uh, excuse me, The Witcher season two, um, has put uh, the the brakes mm. on production so that way no one gets sick. Um, because we need Henry Cavill, I guess, maybe to play Wolverine. I don't know. That word and, is being bandied about. I'm not super no. on board either. No, no, no. We why do our Wolverines have to all be so tall? Like, no, give us a short Wolverine. He's Let him champion the short people. Wasn't he supposed to be short? He's yeah. like five foot four. Yeah. yeah, he's not supposed to be. Yeah. Henry Cavill has enough. I'll play old he's man got... Logan. <laughs> About that. There you go. Height. You get the height. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of facial and body hair too. <laughs> I'm very grumpy. <laughs> How do you feel about cigars? Uh, I'm not super on favor, but I, I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is not much. <laughs> Y'all get off my lawn. Get off my lawn <laughs> and, you know, immediately forget everything I was just told. and Walk into rooms and not remember why you went into that room? Oh, my God, every day. <laughs> Old man Logan. <laughs> so so if they're going to reboot, or not reboot, I shouldn't reboot, but if they're going to bring... The X-Men into the MCU, they're going to bring it in at Old Man Logan. Is that what you're... Oh, um, Is that what you're championing? If they're hiring me, they are, because I'm like... <laughs> they're like, all right, we need you to give us a pose and pop your claws. And then I'm like, oh, my shoulder. Ow, God. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Cramp, cramp, cramp. <laughs> are you just, just growling as Wolverine? No, it hurts so bad. 
How does he do this? So have they announced like no. the the era in which they're going to do any no, of this? No, they haven't mentioned they haven't any. Even talked about it. Have they they? Ad- they're they're very tight lipped on how they will bring the the X Men and and Fantastic Four into the MCU. Yeah, at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to be a Phase Four thing, though. A lot of talk is that we will start to see some more very direct references to the existence of Marvel's Merry Band of Mutants in the MCU. Mm. Um, there is some rumor and conjecture and speculation that we may see as early as Black Panther 2 references to Storm, who for quite a while in the comics was the wife of T'Challa the, the Black Panther. Um, there has been some talk that Namor may pop in in an antagonistic fashion. I'm going to give you a geek point for that relationship yeah. there. Uh, yeah, because there was there has been rumors that uh, in Endgame, the discussion about the undersea earthquake that was detected mm-hmm. uh, is an allusion to uh, Namor uh, being a dick, as <laughs> Namor is wont to do. Like he does. Yeah, fish dick. That's mutant fish dick. Mutant fish dick. <laughs> the first mutant fish dick, although arguably... Not because of apocalypse and Sabiner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who knows? I mean, it's all such a twisted, crazy. And I think some. I think uh, I comics, s- ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. and comics, movies, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I think there was something also that that they're also talking about. Um, maybe in the standalone Spider-Man three movie that there may be some reference to Fantastic Four. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Although I guess that there was a blink and you miss it. In the closing moments of Far From Home, where we saw the Baxter building under construction yeah. and in a, uh, a, a maybe um, insinuation that maybe it was uh, the Fantastic Four who will be occupying the former Avengers Tower. Yeah. But again, so there comes the question. All this stuff was going on. Where were where were the X-Men? Where are the Fantastic Four? I would like to think the Fantastic Four were in the negative zone. That's 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 a good point. Sure. Let me, let me just not? throw this out there. Um, this is what I have thought about. If I were one Kevin Feige and I had the keys to the kingdom and I had to figure out how to make all of this work. So after you got done rolling around your big bin of money. After I Scrooge McDucked it up. Um, I would. So, you know, Far From Home made a lot of like suggestions that there was a multiverse. They opened the door to the multiverse. We know that uh, the next Doctor Strange will be called the Multiverse of Madness. It looks like we're really going to push there's a multiverse as we go into phase four. I would have the entirety of the X-Men franchise exist in its own dimension. In 1617? That, exactly. That can cross over into the movie, the MCU, uh, so that we can still have our Avengers versus X-Men. So, let me, let me yeah. have a question for you. Hit me. What happens if we say in the MCU, all those multiverses, there's some sort of crisis, and it brings all the multiverses together. So then you have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men existing in the same universe as the Avengers. And you have the, all these these infinite number of I was Earths. curious as to how many Earths were going to be <laughs> well, involved in this. It's infinite, of course. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean... Mm. This is, sounds like quite the... Yeah, the, quite, quite the crisis. I know, right? That's crazy. That would never happen. Right? I mean... You'd have to go to TV for something like that. <laughs> you keep your wild ideas on your television, sir. That's a that's a Marv Wolfman crazy idea. That's a, that's a George even, Perez thing to say. Who of these things? I don't know why I've switched into this voice. This is just a very appalled voice. 
that's uh, Kevin. Uh... <laughs> like Kevin Meany. Yeah, it was Kevin. Yeah. Me- that was totally Kevin Meany. Yeah, it was, really was a kind of you Kevin, Kevin Meany. I should I should have gone Mark Maron on this uh, <laughs> on my version. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mark Maron, um, did, he has a new uh, a new special out on Netflix, End Time Fun. Oh my god! Um, and it is it is really funny, um, especially in light of the world we're living in. Um, Wait, yeah, it could not have been better times. Is there something something's wrong? What? <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think like the fourth seal's been broken, oh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and on his back was a horseman named Pestilence. Oh, oh. Ah, end times, fun. Corona, Corona's on the beach. No, it's not because we watched the Hollywood Police chase people because off the beach today. The beach. No coronas on the beach. <laughs> nope, no coronas. Or anywhere else. You keep your coronas at home and self-isolate like a respectable citizen. What if I like Dos Equis? Uh, no, we're all having coronas right now. Tecate? <sighs> Modelo? Uh, just I can I can name off all sorts of Mexican beers. Stick a lime in it and be done with it. You know, I'd like to know if there's a if there's a run on Corona beer, just out of the sheer irony of it. So there had been that whole meme going around saying that people there's like a thirty eight percent decrease in Corona sales and Corona America was like, No, actually we're like at at or better than last year's numbers, so it's not really bothering us. We're we're all good over here. It's, Thanks. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just kinda like Thursday, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know. So, um, speaking of things coming, um, I just saw the trailer for Netflix's new animated series forthcoming in April, uh, The Midnight Gospel from Adventure Time's Pendleton Ward and the podcast universe's Duncan Trussell. Um, it looks as delightfully wonderfully bizarre as adventure time was i have uh, been a long time adventure time fan so i i will self admit i have never seen adventure time you are missing out there is um on the one hand there's just an interestingly deep lore to it that if you work your way through the entirety of the series it, it pays itself off in a lot of ways with these subtle callbacks and it, it coming together in a very nice way by the end but also one of the things that I like about it is there are a lot of standalone episodes where you can just jump in, watch an episode, go, what the, wh- how much drugs? What? <laughs> what? That's, that's what I see. And I, I'm, unfortunately, I have to, I am in the same camp as Joe is that I have never kind of delved into that. Mm-hmm. And everything that I have seen on it has exactly, it has elicited exactly that response. Yes. Just like, how much drugs you know funny thing the very very first time i watched it and i started with the first episode i was like i don't care for this i don't know what this is why did an elephant with the voice of an old lady just refer to a teenage boy as sexy that's weird and i'm uncomfortable (laughs) um (laughs) but as the series goes on like it's so good and it's so geeky and there are some very clearly like like Pendleton Ward definitely enjoys him some Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I was going to bring up is I became aware of Pendleton Ward because he has 
you know, he has appeared on Dragon Talk, the official mm. D&D podcast, but he also was a story contributor to the Tomb of Annihilation really? adventure path. Yes. That's a geek point. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, I mean, his... And so, and I'm just thinking, like, if he was, like, one of the people that came up with, like, the story for the Tomb of Annihilation, which is a pretty dark gonzo idea of everybody who's i mean it's kind of the ripoff of the black lantern thing you know anybody who's ever been brought back um is now slowly decaying mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i guess it's not really a ripoff of the black lanterns but it's kind of but we'll a, go with you on that. has a black la- we'll lantern we'll just smile and nod at you okay then but you know so and it's you know oh you have to go to chult to find right. what's going wrong and um, but yeah, to think of, like this creator of this, cause like Adventure Time, the target is what, cause it's, it's not like Adult Swim. Man, it's, it's a hard thing to say. Like that's a really weird, complicated question to answer of like, what is the target age demographic for this show? I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, because on the one hand, like, no, it's not an Adult Swim show. It stays, I would say in bounds for like a TV What's the, whatever the teenage rating is, you know, for is that TV twelve or fourteen or twelve or whatever it is? Um, it's it's definitely in bounds for it. Maybe even like like a little bit younger than that. But also, there are episodes where I'm like, this episode should just be titled Dungeons and DMT, um, because <laughs> wow, wow, um, DMT as in the chemical yeah, in one. your mind yeah. that yeah. like ayahuasca unlocks. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, that's the checking. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like there are some mind bending episodes. Uh, I want to give a geek point for DMT. Dungeons and DMT. That's very good. I'm gonna go ahead and trademark that. I'm gonna go ahead and create that one myself. There you go. Somebody get me Pendleton Ward on the line. We'll collaborate. Look about. Look out for Pete's new show. Oh man, that's that's gonna be an experience. I hear. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's just some episodes that are like, like, m- make your brain melt. Where I've had to watch an episode two or three times to start trying to understand what the hell just happened. But it all makes sense. If you watch it enough times, you go, no, I see it. Like, there was one with, like, this time loop, but it was not, like, a perfect cyclical time loop. And it made a time loop make sense. Where each iteration of the time loop was slightly different huh. because it informs itself and it's wow. wow. Okay. All right. So you now have convinced me that I need to give Adventure Time a a try. I what I'm gonna do, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, You assign me homework because assign you a little bit of <sighs> adventure time homework. I'm gonna pick you know, through we're gonna be stuck at home anyway. Find you some yeah. Here's here's your self isolation homework. <laughs> Hey, I beautiful work, audience. I only work from home, so <laughs> I'm gonna pick and choose. I think it's on Hulu. I'm it is on Hulu, sure, right? The whole series is on Hulu. I believe I the whole series I'm on Hulu because sure. I, I did. I went looking for it, and I was like, I know I'm supposed to watch this because it seems like this is a major part of geek culture that mm-hmm. I am unfamiliar with. Yeah, it's also my opinions. Like I'll like I'm I'm go through Netflix and I see all of the anime shows, and it's like. I really know I'm supposed to supposed to watch these mm-hmm. and be familiar with them. I'm just not sure. I get it, and and Adventure Time like is is thick with lore, um, especially because they had something like about seven seasons, give or take. Which I I am fine with that. Yeah. I am fine with, with. I mean, but it's a fast watch. Um, it goes it goes really fast. Are they like what half hour episodes? Half hour shows, yeah. Okay. So really like twenty minute episodes. Yeah. But man, they can tell a lost story in twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, and his Pendleton Ward's degree of creativity is out of this world. 
it is like out of the park. It's so good. Um, is it yeah. one of those things where like you got to get past the first few episodes or like you got to get into it a bit a before it bit. starts like, to make was, sense? Yeah, the first couple of episodes I was not sold on. Um, okay. But that's more to the point where I will go through and I'll, I'll tell you guys like here's here's three or four episodes to enter in with. There are episodes that don't deal a lot with the back lore. Um, they're kind of one shot sort of style episodes. Um, they're fucking weird, but <laughs> in a beautiful way. Um, I'm going to find like at least three or four and for all of you out in the, the geek nation, yeah, post them. Yeah. If it works for you, let me know. Okay. And, um, you know, then there's your chance to go like, okay, let's start with one now. I need somebody to do that for me with Steven universe. I have not watched it. Everybody that I know, like everybody knows, I know that's a fan and there's a lot of people that are a fan and I hear that it's incredible and everybody keeps telling me, Kayla, you're going to love this because they know, you know, my activism and my involvement and things Mm -hmm. and they know that I'm all about this stuff and they keep telling me and I tried to watch it and I got what, like three episodes in or something like that. And I was just like, I can't, I don't. I don't get it. Am I old? Is that what's going on? That might I mean, be a factor. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, more power to it because, yeah, like like you, I've also heard, and I also have not really sat and watched it. I also just didn't, I don't know, I didn't connect with it. Uh-huh. But I I mean, I will support it and support it and support it. Right, just for what it stands it for. It is so positive, so gender inclusive, mm-hmm. so um, sexual orientation inclusive, so trans inclusive, yep. so on and so forth, like down the list. Exactly. Um, it It is like very, very, very positive in that way and representative positive, representation uh-huh. positive is probably what I'm trying to say. Uh, and that's amazing and I love that and I'm glad that's being shown on TV in general and on Cartoon Network specifically mm-hmm. and at a time where it's hitting a, a wide audience. You yeah. know, it's not a niche show. It's it's not at three in the morning once a week. You know? No, there's it's, a lot of people that really... People know it and yeah. love it and that's great. I just I just have not really watched or connected with it. You I know, should give it another shot. We have we have a player in Not Safe for Wizards who's, who's really a fan. Darian, um, if anybody listens to our other show, um, Darian is an amazing girl and she's recommended it to me several times. Maybe we need to ask her to give, give us, us some recommendations. Like, some Maybe we'll points. post that yeah. too for an entry point for those of our fans that haven't gotten into that one either. Agreed. I think that's a perfect plan. I mean, you Project know, Gateway. Yeah. <laughs> Operation Gateway. <laughs> Gateway to Geekway. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so what else is going on in the universe? So we've got some uh, early jumps on some releases to digital that were not coming out yet. Uh, coming mostly from Disney. Disney was magnanimous enough to go ahead and put Frozen 2 on Disney Plus a little mm-hmm. bit ahead of its intended release so that way we can enjoy our hermiting um, a little bit easier. Uh, additionally... Thank you, Disney. The Rise of Skywalker has hit um, pay streams like Amazon uh, three days ahead it's of its Available for intended, digital download. Ahead of its intended release. It has not hit... Disney Plus just yet, uh, but if you would like to rent or own it digitally, including up to 4K. Wow, nice. Uh, it is available. Uh, at this point that, that we are airing, mm-hmm. it's been available for a while, but it came out Sunday the 15th ahead of its Tuesday the 17th intended release. I'm going to give you a geek point just for remembering those dates. I really had to dig. Like, you guys in podcast You did not look down at me. your phone for that, though. <laughs> 
No, but I, the the lines in his I forehead. Closed as he, my eyes and squinted real hard and forced the thought worms out of my brain. But you found it. You did. I did find it. Um, yeah. Uh, but and as we were talking about the the Rise of Skywalker, the digital releases, however, are missing bonus features. So mm. there's no uh, deleted scenes. There's no director's commentary. There's it's just just the movie. Just the movie, and not the vaunted the. Rumored, the whispered JJ cut. Because that'll fix everything. Like the Snyder said cut. Nobody. <laughs> Speaking of director's cuts, didn't I see we saw something recently that they're doing they're releasing a like final ultimate super mega ultra cut of Blade Runner. They did. They did. That's yeah. it's out. Yeah. Uh, I need to I need to find that and watch it. Well the ultimate final The final cut that <laughs> So here we go. We've entered you've <laughs> you've walked right into my web. Uh, my, my terrible, terrible Blade Runner web and my terrible Blade Runner addiction. I love Blade Runner, so I'm right there with oh, you. Oh my god, it's the best. It is my Desert Island movie um, that I would just watch forever. Mm. Um, the final cut is available on Netflix. Um, it's been on Netflix for about a month now. Um, Shows how much I pay attention. For those who do not know, so Blade Runner had a complicated history. Yes. Uh, there are a whole bunch of different cuts, but there are primarily three, which most people pretty commonly talk about because they're mostly widely available. Uh, the theatrical release version, which, as described, is the one that hit theaters. It's the one that the producers fiddled with. It's the one that they forced Harrison Ford to record a voiceover, voiceover narration to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's the director's cut, which came out just a few years later. And then there's the final cut, which is essentially the director's cut, but remastered to look a little nicer and with, with some nice remastering of the colors and effects and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, Did we get the snake dance back? I was not aware the snake dance had left. Did it leave during the director's cut? Good. You know, it's interesting. No, it was re- because it, it disappeared with the broadcast cut. That's what it was. Oh, well, that because makes it sense. was a director's cut, and then it disappeared again for the There's yeah. Some boobs. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's such a good scene. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, I I would make a whole podcast of my own. Your West Wing podcast that left. Can I replace it with a, just a a podcast where every week I just further talk about Blade Runner? We we could do that <laughs> podcast. Let's do that. Um, so do you think we could we get multiple years out of that? I will. I've been talking about it nonstop since I was fourteen, and I am forty-one, so I can make that happen. Yeah, there's a lot of material there. Um, can we work in then the sequel, Blade Runner? To um, into- <laughs> okay. So unpopular opinion. I didn't hate Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I actually liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think that's the most unpopular opinion that, that I have. Um, I think people are kind of on the fence 50-50 about 2049. Mm-hmm. My real unpopular opinion, brace yourselves, community. Mm. I actually really like the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. It would not be my Desert Island cut. That would be the final cut. Mm-hmm. But for when I recommend it to somebody who has never seen any version of it, I do recommend they start with the theatrical cut, not because like, oh, you need a commentary because people don't understand it, which is what the theaters were forcing Ridley, uh, excuse me, the producers producers Producers. were forcing upon Ridley Scott, but because I feel like it's a less complicated version, sure, um, when you just want to just run through the story. But also, Harrison Ford's narration, I know that everyone complains like he didn't want to do it. He sounds like he has zero emotion 
reading those lines, and I get it totally on board. I understand. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, no, and, and 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 the behind the scenes is is that Ridley Scott basically said, "Do this as shitty as possible because sure, I, I hate this. I hate they're forcing us to do it." Sure, but there is something to it that gives it a very Sam Spade kind of quality. Yes, I like right, the edge that it brings to I've it. I love it about his voice. I mean, in that as Blade Runner is supposed to be troping the or aping the film noir trope, right? Every film noir film has a voiceover. Some kind of voiceover, inner dialogue. Has has your protagonist thoughts being given to the audience. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand Ridley Scott was trying to do something avant-garde. I mean, hey, you have... I get it. I do. You have Vangelis doing the music, so I mean... I'm on board with that totally. Like, that's why I feel like, yes, the final cut is the more grown-up version. You've seen it a couple of times. Now you need to evolve it. Sure. That's why I feel like they're both very valid versions. That voiceover, Mm -hmm. like, it adds to just right from jump. You look at Harrison Ford and you're like, that is a tired, fed up, Mm -hmm. done done with this shit It actually does add to the character. And I've also heard folks say the kind of disassociated voiceover also adds to the discussion about the nature of Decker, whether or not he is a replicant or not. Uh Um, Yeah. Because, and, like, the Void Kampf, it's, you know, you see the turtle on its back. You know, what do you do? You're not turning it over. Mm-hmm. What do you mean I'm not turning it over? You're not turning it over, Leon. Why not? You just aren't. Bam. <laughs> Tell you about my mother. Um, oh, my God. I love it. I, I just started rewatching it since it hit Netflix. I do have it on DVD. I don't care. I don't like getting I'm up off the couch. I'm still going to rewatch it. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't want to get Absolutely. up off the couch. Um, I, I discovered Blade Runner very young. I mean, it. what year did it come 82. out? 82. 1982. So I was, was Six seven. or seven. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like six going on seven at the time. And I, I remember seeing it in theaters. I remember my mother bringing me wow. to the theater to oh, see I'm it. Jealous. Yeah. I had, it was that it was there. There was this theater in downtown Hollywood. Anyone that's from South Florida in the Young Circle area, there was this theater. There was one screen. Oh, I remember that place. And it was one giant screen. And I remember going because we knew the owners of the theater. And I remember going to see it and just being blown away. You know, and my parents brought me because they thought I would fall asleep, and I didn't. I was just completely and and discovered my crush on Daryl Hannah. Oh yeah, <laughs> from that moment. That is definitely a geek point for seeing Blade Runner yeah. in the theater <laughs> first run. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was really incredible, and just and it it had made such an impression mm-hmm. on me. Um, and I re- I mean like I remember crying at the end you know at at the death at the end and all of these things that just it it was so absolutely incredible so even now forever yeah and again who does but then again who does <laughs> oh my god that's one of my favorite lines oh, that's 100 oh. my favorite line edward james almost man oh you're a beautiful <laughs> man <laughs> what like what can't he play right he's, he's, he does it all he does it all i'm so jealous i'm vangelis that you <laughs> I'm so, I apologize I was, for that. I was, that was, I was thinking that exact yeah, one about like being jealous of her. I was like, not okay. oh, are you you so jealous you're Vangelis? I'm so sorry I said that. Um, I was thinking it. We were both going there. It's yeah, a, yeah. But I'm the one with zero shame who just went ahead and said it. <laughs> I, just, I just had, no, no, no. It's not that I had zero shame. I just hadn't found the point to jump in with it. <laughs> I was, it was I, opportunity. I pushed you out of the way for that. I'm, I'm going to geek point you both then. Aw. Um, here's, here's my only, like, my only real, real cur- Real criticism of the the theatrical cut is I would watch it and then just turn it off 
about 60 seconds before the end. Like, when oh. they are leaving and Gaff confronts them, the whole line about, uh-huh. like, she won't live. But then again, who does? And then they go into the elevator, the door shuts. And then we get that scene that they cut in at the end where they're, like, leaving Los Angeles. And it looks very similar to The Shining because it is. Mm. Uh, it is literally footage they pulled out of The Shining to stick on to the end where they have a happy runaway ending. That's a geek point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We don't need that happy runaway ending. Shut the elevator. Theatrical cut is done. 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 Mm-hmm. Fine. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I know people don't like the commentary. I know they feel like they're being spoon-fed um, the plot, but... You know, I want to hear a detective. I think, like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, if you're I doing think film it noir, it, then it needs yeah. to need the it's, part of it. it's part of it. And I do enjoy watching it without it. Um, I do enjoy the final cut. I do recognize that from a I'm the most snobbish, pretentious film person everybody knows <laughs> that it is a better movie. I rec- It's the same argument I make with Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, I recognize from a storytelling and film standpoint is a better movie than a new hope however i love a new hope i love a new hope more than any of the star wars movies okay that is my number one star wars movie you're even more than a fan of menace i no you're d- it's close yeah <laughs> i mean attack of the clones really is 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 tops you're a number one baby um that's that's our dog ignore her <laughs> <laughs> um, A New Hope it just has that special place for me where like it's the story of fate and fate is so sweeping and here's this mm-hmm. farm boy who gets swept up into these gigantic galactic events and it's such a fairy tale story um, Empire Strikes Back quality wise from a story is such a mature movie like it's a downer ending and it's like heavy and there's so much that's going on and it's such a growing movie like it's such an evolution you have the reveal you have sure mm-hmm. all of these make it a better movie I recognize that I do it's just a me thing like on an emotional level and New Hope just resonates with me in a special kind of way oh I get it and New Hope is is my childhood mm-hmm. is my very early years of childhood it was the first laser disc we had we had the old laser discs <laughs> that were the ones that had the hard plastic cover that's a key that, point and then it my is. first my first laser disc that was mine that wasn't my parents or anything like that that was mine was a new hope and i wore that thing out mm-hmm. it was it'd be it just there's there's something so and it's not it's not just it's it's the nostalgia it's the story it's the connection with the story growing up and all of those things that make it so incredible mm-hmm. and i'm right there with you on that yeah. i love that yeah ah oh, movies <laughs> i love them so i mean it's it's the same thing i think when you know raiders of the lost ark is the best yeah indiana jones movie without a doubt there is never a point in my life where that song is not playing in my head you know it, it's like <laughs> fair enough if i was to list the indiana jones movies in order Raiders, in my ranking, Raiders, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom. And that's it. That's all the movies. <laughs> I you do rec- even recognize I recognize that the fourth mo- movie exists. Nope, that's it. But it was not good. That was the same as my ranking, and that's the end. Those three movies, in that order, <laughs> done. No more movies. That's it. That's all of them. That's all, put it to you this way, that's all of them I've ever watched in my life. Did you never actually even watch the last nope. one? Nope. <gasps> That's it. Wow. Those three. Rides into the sunset. Done. The end. <laughs> I, I was that way for a bit. And then I was like, you know, I need to give this a watch. Um, and then I did that. Um, 
And now you know there's only three. No, no, no. There are four, and there only is only three confirmed. Listen, if we if we recognize Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace as being Star Wars movies, I think we have to recognize. No, I mean that's fine. I recognize that there were only eight Star Wars movies: the original trilogy, the the prequel trilogy, Rogue One, and Solo. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> No Last Jedi? No Force Awakens? You know, I mean, I don't even want to go into it because we've gone into it so much Way ad nauseum. Yeah. But here's my short, short, short version as I was thinking about it the other day. Uh, just recently, I had exactly these thoughts. Um, Yes, I give Last Jedi more credit than a lot of people. I know what a divisive movie it is. Uh, personally, I would say that it was my favorite of the sequel trilogy. Mm. That said... That does not mean I'm saying it's a good movie. It's not. But there are at least themes that I really like and appreciate about it. I think it gave me, personally, my favorite line, which I mentioned a couple of times, is Yoda telling him that, you know, the burden of masters is that we are what what our students must overcome. Uh, Love that line. Yes. But, I mean, that's it. That's all I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That's the only, I can have that line. Um, I'll just put that line up on my wall. It's attributed to Yoda. It was something that he probably said at some point in his life, and that's it. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but probably Yoda said it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually made a joke about that um, last night. Uh, for the first time in quite some time, I taught a sword class. And um, my older son, Jason, who you've heard us talk about. Uh, who was assisted, even on the show. Who was on the show a couple on. weeks ago. Um, what was kind of assisting me in it and stuff. And I realized that he had, you know, that he has kind of surpassed me. And also was reminded why I retired. Uh, <laughs> and, and that line came to mind. And there was a lot of pride there for that. And I really like that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, that needs to be a tattoo somewhere on my body. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, and I mean, I don't want to disavow the entirety of the sequel trilogy, but if we, if someone wants to do a mulligan and 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 just do it again, like mm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be fair, I, I count it as again as I count the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, but I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again, it feels like there was a bit of fan servicing and there was also you definitely got the there's an attempt to hand this this franchise off to somebody and fail unfortunately that somebody is <laughs> somebody Shia was LaBeouf. like do it no. and we were like no 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 um, step back pal I, I you know it's it's such a weird thing because it's like on paper Shia LaBeouf should have been a fan favorite type of person the Transformers the two franchise movies it's like he sh- and he was a cute kid, and you know, you know, not like overly, you know, ripped and handsome and muscly and all that stuff. He was very relatable on the every the every kid sort of thing. But there is really something that is just unlikable about him. On <laughs> sorry, it, 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 in equations, you it's just like you know. And, and I've heard he's done some. I haven't seen it, but I heard him his his performance in Fury was incredible. It was a World War II tank oh, movie. Oh yeah, I didn't see that, and I really wanted to. Um, and and he's done some other things where he's you know garnered some some critical praise, but I'm just like, there's just something about him. I I don't know if it was like because they tried to force him upon us. You know, it's like, listen, I only have you know room in my heart for Sean Astin and Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I can. You know, 
Will Wheaton. <laughs> yes, yes. There's there's one whole section yes. gated off, devoted to Will Wheaton. I mean, but you heart. know what? I I think that's also like the what ended up you know hurting Will Wheaton with TNG is it was at some point you kind of feel like he was being thrust on you as being the cute teenage kid in the Star Trek universe and. Oh, he's supposed to be likable, and there's just people who are like, nah. Some people don't get it. Nah, I don't yeah. want him. I don't want him likable. He's no. I shut I up, Wesley. Absolutely loved him, and I always got mad yeah. when people made fun of him. Um, and it it was it's a tough. And I mean, like if you know what he was going through in his yeah. life during that time, it yes. gives you a different perspective on on yeah. what he was doing. You know, and you I know? know a lot of people are like, oh, well, look at the stupid sweaters. It's like uh, not like he, he had the choice. Pick it. Right. You know, that's like <laughs> half those costumes were dumb. They didn't pick them. <laughs> I uh, I saw an article online the other day uh, that says something to the effect of um, what is his name the 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 guy who played uh, Joffrey Baratheon. Jack Leeson. Jack Leeson, that's it. Is uh Jack Leeson is coming back to TV. Please everyone be nice to him. Yeah. Well he he <laughs> retired like four or five years ago. Yeah. Said he was done with movies and TV and he was going to be an instructor and running uh, a philanthropic organization and he he just did not like the negativity that came about playing Joffrey and Good yeah. on him for, you know, bouncing back. And yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, there was a lot of hate for that poor kid. And from everything I've heard, he's a delightful kid. Yeah. Well, the, the and I can't remember his name, but the, the guy who played Jacob Malfoy went through the same thing. Yeah. You know, just that he was absolutely hated, mm-hmm. you know. And in, act, in an actor's world, you know, that tells you that they did their part well. Sure. But when it comes to a young person having to deal with it's that. It's very difficult. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not easy. Um. Oh, poor Jake Lloyd. Um. It just. <laughs> yeah. Makes, that's a. That's a, that's a rough poor one. Poor Jake Lloyd. Poor Jake Lloyd. Poor. Uh. I wish I remember his name. The guy who played Jar Jar, who was the voice of Jar Jar. Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best. Mm-hmm. Yo. Know, again, it's not like it's not like he wrote the lines. It's not like he designed yeah. the character. He I was, hope neither of those people would fall yeah. for the problems of those prequel movies. Yeah. Look at poor Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, that poor girl. Yeah. And she's a delight. She is. And the character. Everyone be nice to her. Stop being dicks. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the same thing like with Daisy Ridley. Why did you have to go after her? You know, why? Yeah. You know. Stop being dicks, internet. Yeah. Fandoms. You're not a fan if you're if all you can do is hate. So speaking of adorable young people. Okay. In film. Um, I had the opportunity to watch Jojo Rabbit. Over the weekend as I uh, quarantined my house for no reason other than to be lazy. Uh, I am corona negative as of right now. Every day is a new adventure, though. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but so far, no corona. Uh, Jojo Rabbit thoroughly enjoyed it. The kid in that movie whose name I do not remember off the top of my head. But I know he, I believe, won an Academy Award for that movie. Or he was nominated, at least. I think oh, he was wow. nominated. Um, either way, he, he's, uh, he's going to be our new Kevin McAllister in our Home Alone reboot. Um, okay. J- Jojo Rabbit sort of looked like an audition tape for Home Alone. Ah. Uh, he did a lot of looking at the camera and screaming. Um, you know, when you are visited by the vision of Adolf Hitler, I guess that's something you're going to do. It was it was quite a movie. It um, interestingly, I found that this is a movie, unlike so many, where the trailer showed us about the first 10 minutes of what happens in the movie. Um, most of it, I was like, oh, I did not know that was what this movie was about. Huh. Um, very That's enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I liked it quite a bit. Um, the kid was excellent. Um, Tiki Waititi, not his name. <laughs> that would be Taika Waititi. <laughs> was 
excellent as Adolf Hitler, which feels like a backhanded compliment, and I apologize for that. I know we were just talking about well-played villains. Well, sure. I, well, and that and uh, Taika Waititi is on record as saying, one, he made no attempt to do a Hitler impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a half Maori, half Jewish mm-hmm. man. That's an interesting combination. Um, he felt that it was no better you know, statement on, on, on Hitler than to have him play Hitler. Could not agree more. <laughs> Could not agree more. Um, I think hilariously, like, yes, it is clear through most of the movie he is not trying to do a Hitler impression. Uh, he's doing a light, kind of weird German accent. Um, but there is only one point during the movie, kind of about three quarters of the way through, where he does kind of go into, like, a Hitler rant. Ooh. Um, and it was quite good. It was quite good. And I think that part of it is that, yeah, he's not trying to do a Hitler rant. He's just trying ranting. to express. He's just ranting. Exactly. Exactly. He just got the emotion. Yeah. The, uh-huh. the less you think about, like, I am trying to be Hitler. This is such a weird statement. Right. <laughs> the less you think about trying to be Hitler, the more you can be Hitler. The better a Hitler you are. Goodness gracious. Oh, no. I feel dirty just saying that. Ugh. I need Captain America to come punch me right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it too old, Adolf. <laughs> Um, but I know I, I really enjoyed it. Also had the opportunity to watch um, uh, Academy Award winning Parasite, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Korean film, and uh, also really enjoyed that. I know that's one of those movies that everybody's like, don't go into it knowing anything. Like you just need to just watch it. I agree. It's not. I mean, I've seen movies where people tell me, don't spoil it for yourself, and I'm like, thank God because wow, this isn't that extreme. Like. I mean, I'm glad I went into it. In general, my perspective now is I'm trying not to consume a lot of spoilers before a movie comes out. I want the movie to just play out for me. Um, Are you taking it as far as like not watching trailers or is it... I had not... Or just not read about things? Um, I'm watching... Tra- I consider trailers to be inbound. I will watch trailers. I've watched the three Black Widow trailers. Yes. Pretty excited about seeing David Harbour as Red Guardian. Yes. Um, and they're bringing the Taskmaster Oh my God, I love Taskmaster so much. Taskmaster has always been one of my favorite villains. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Parasite, like, yeah, I guess try to avoid spoilers, but that's also my statement on everything, try to avoid spoilers. It, um, the trailer, I don't want to call it misleading. It's not misleading, but it's a different movie than you expect from watching the trailer. So, yeah, it was good. It's worth seeing. Um, speaking of trailers, uh, did you see the, I think it's the second or might be the third of the, um... New Mutants, which unfortunately the the release date of that got pushed back because of the the coronavirus. Coronavirus was like, you're going to release New Mutants, huh? That's what you think. Um, but they they pushed back the release. But I saw the I think it was the third trailer for it. A um, lot more Maisie Williams in it. Delightful. Uh, okay. Kind of a lot more of an explanation of what's going on mm. in it. Um, still really playing up that this is the horror movie version of. A superhero movie. I'm I'm here for that. I'm done with that. I really am. I actually had really been hoping with Scott Derrickson directing the first Doctor Strange that 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 Doctor Strange was going to have a more a little darker ho- darker horror bent. Mm-hmm. You know, Doctor Strange is a character that I think lends himself very well to having a very like kind of scary horror element mm-hmm. to it. He's dealing with demons and stuff like that. Right, but it's uh, it, while he deals with with demons, they're they're never like. 
I don't know. It's always more their cosmic entities than sure. actual demons. So is Cthulhu, and he scares the shit out of me. Right, but Hello? It's, it's, but he's usually he's facing cosmic entities in the cosmos, not you yeah. know, not buried under the under the waters of Antarctica, you know, in the you know forgotten city of Ryleth. Don't 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 act like that's not a big deal. That's that's a geek point. That is a geek <laughs> point, and a big deal. I would like to point out. Yes. Right, but you know, I. Uh, Doctor Doctor Strange has always been the kind of psychedelic, very psychedelic, and they uh, did definitely play that yes. element of it very well. And I can only see that with the uh, the multiverse of madness or, or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only see them adding to the bizarre craziness. Can you please work Rom the Space Knight in, please? <laughs> I actually I was such heard, a I was such I think, a big fan of Rom the Space Knight. I think that there's a Hasbro rights issue. Yeah, there, that is because uh, Rom was originally licensed to Marvel to make a comic book for her as a toy line. Mm-hmm. The toy line failed. Marvel kept the 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 comic book line for I believe like a couple years past when the toy line disappeared, um, just because he was you know because he was a Space Knight. He was Space and Knight, kind of a robot, kind of a Space Knight, kind of a robot. Um, All cop. I guess he was not that. That's no. maybe the one thing he was not. Um, but you know, like they had the uh, was it the Cosmic Tribunal, the the three faced. Mm-hmm. That was the Living Tribunal. Living Tribunal, right? yeah, mm-hmm. Living Tribunal, which was oh, God. I had those comics, and as a kid, those are some trippy ass comics for the, sure. Those Doctor Doctor Strange and like the Rom. I, I think we had a couple where it was like there was crossovers between the two of them. Was it Kirby that was doing a lot of the art for those back then? Was it? I want to say Kirby yes, Doctor Strange. But I, I'm I for some I know reason, he did a lot of crazy weird shit. Yeah, uh, but that, I think his crazy weird shit, weird shit was also more of the New Gods yeah. and uh, you know Apocalypse and. and mm-hmm. Oh, I think when he when he came to his Marvel time, I mean, he, Marvel times, um, you know, you definitely had uh, some crazy shit. But yeah, I think a lot of his crazy stuff was was into one of his DC runs. Mm-hmm. Good old Jack Kirby and the Kirby Dots. Kirby Dots. Kirby Crackle. Kirby Crackle. So what else are we hitting? There's uh, a lot of cancellations with cons, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Gary con, which would be, I think would have been this weekend in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. The, the con that was founded to honor the life of Gary Gygax will be, uh, is canceled. Uh, although God bless Satine Phoenix. And, and I want to say probably Luke Gygax is probably behind it. And a lot of other folks who are going to be there have decided that they are going to attempt to virtually have the panels and games that they that the con goers are going to be able to see and do. Love so, it. Um, Love it. so, so if you were going to go to Gary Con or interested in Gary Con or you're just hearing about Gary Con now and you're thinking, hey, that sounds pretty cool, um, check out the social medias of Satine Phoenix, of Gary Con, of Luke Gygax, and see what's going on with that because. You know, hey, if you're self-isolating and you're, you know, in your home and you have Discord or you have Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds or whatever virtual tabletop or Twitch or whatever they're doing, take advantage of it. I mean, you didn't have to buy a ticket to go to GaryCon. And if you didn't and there's a way you can support GaryCon because I know it's a small, I mean, it's a relatively small show. Um Maybe see if there's a way you can make a donation to them so that we guarantee that there is a Gary Con 2021. 
We'll make sure there's some links to those things in the show notes. Absolutely. Which I'm just saying to commit Joe to making that happen. Yeah. I am I'm more than happy to be committed to doing that. I like making you work. <laughs> Not a problem. Especially, you know, and that's uh, one of the things, you know, as we're, we're self-isolating and, and I know, you know, economics are what they are, but it might be something to think about, you know, instead of rushing out to get a refund, let it go. Yeah. You know, you know, if you had tickets to like we went and saw the Jay and Silent Bob reboot roadshow at the at the Florida theater in Jacksonville. I got an email from them. They have had to cancel all of their performances that they had planned through like April 1st. Mm-hmm. They are a community supported uh, nonprofit organization trying to make theater available in Jacksonville in this beautiful historic 1920s built theater. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm they look like they're going to try to do refunds or whatever they can do. If it's possible, just tell them, you know what, keep the money. Because yeah. if yeah. we if we if we don't support the arts, the arts go away. And yeah, it's terrible you're out 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever it is that your ticket was, but so are they, For you know. Sure. 100%. You know, mm-hmm. and they still have to pay the lease, pay the property tax, pay the electricity, the internet, and all the things that every business owner has to do, but on a thousand seat theater. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And, and and they probably have to still somehow compensate the the, the acts that were supposed to be there too. You mm-hmm. know? And yeah, staff I have and a feeling there things. is yeah, some kind of rider in those contracts where there's yeah. gonna have to be some kind of compensation yeah. for and the fact that the theater's closed. That needs that needs to be kind of a message um, universally for all of these things, these cons and and uh, Renaissance fairs. I was and all just going to say the Ren Fair. And yeah, you know, yeah. we're I know that's near and dear to you guys. Very well. near yeah. and dear. In fact, we just saw a couple of friends uh, today that uh, are part of the Ren Fair or have been for a very long time. They're part of the family. They're part of the family, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are being affected by that. A lot of artists um, look up, check your check your Facebook listings. Um, if you have a local Ren Fair that you love to go to that you can't go to because it's been canceled a lot of them are setting up pages for the vendors to advertise their stuff so if there's something that you know you would have gone to fair and bought go ahead and get it from them anyway buy it anyway there's a there's there is a it's it's technically a private group but it is open for people to join um the creator of the page um she didn't understand or he didn't understand how Facebook groups are set up. It's called Fair 2020 mm-hmm. or Fair Relief 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you can join it. You just send a request. They'll and vendors across the country because you know our South Florida fair got canceled. The Bay Area fair got canceled. And for those who don't know, the Renaissance Fair kind of runs on a circuit. You know, we're kind of Florida kind of starts it off. Uh, I mean, you can go all the way up to like the Highland Games and the Palm Beach renaissance fair and then it just kind of rolls up and into georgia and and across the country to texas and then to california and then into the upper midwest and new york state um as these closings as we, we you know people are adhering to the cdc advice of no gathering over 50 people that's the new advice mm-hmm. for the well, next eight weeks minimum. yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah, no they're saying four weeks Oh, CDC was four weeks. I uh, read a yeah. thing that came in an interim re- report because uh, yesterday they said eight weeks. No, because huh. at the at the the thing today they were saying 
Four so four to eight weeks. Yeah. The point yeah. is, is that not only are these people out the money for vending, they're out of a job. A lot of these people are also out of a home. Yeah. Because these are people that travel with these fairs and they yeah. live at these fairs. These fairs close down. They no longer have a place to yeah. stay. Yeah. It's not you like, know? it's not like, oh, the fairs can't, you know, we, we're, we're not going to like, luckily for like down here, the fair is canceled, but they still are able to stay on site for, you know, the remainder of what the fair would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. Our next stop would have been Georgia. Well, if Georgia's not having their fair, that park there isn't. You know, it, I mean, yeah, you could probably camp there, but it's not going to be fair camping. Right. Um, there are some fairs that haven't been told to shut down or whatever, and they are offering uh, vendors, you know, reduced or free booth fees, or and also early uh, early arrival for uh, setting up camp, mm-hmm. um, and. Hats off to those folks. I just wave my imaginary <laughs> hat that I don't have on my head. He's hat waving, folks. Um, you know, inside this community, taking care of each other, that's beautiful. And I know there's some people who are talking about maybe even looking into, you know, what Rescue is able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're um, stepping up as well. And that's, and that's the same for your comic conventions mm-hmm. and things like that. If you know that you were going to go to GaryCon and pick up some art or whatever that you normally like to buy, find those artists and and contribute because this is what keeps us all going you know and yeah and especially for our our, the Renfair family i mean these folks are not making super money Mm -mm. you know doing the doing the circuit they do it because they love it they do it because they love it they do it because it's life they've chosen to live and they you know they they survive but now that they're losing these opportunities to sell their wares to people it's you know, this is taking food off their table. This is, you know, endangering their their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. to be serious, it's endangering their lives. Yeah. So go check out that the the, the fair relief um, vendors from all over are putting up their links to their stuff. Really um, beautiful stuff. Really beautiful artisanal, mm-hmm. handmade, unique, one of a kind. You're not going to be able to walk into a Walmart and find this stuff. Yep. Uh, stuff with made with love and magic. And uh, and it's cool because if you have a home fair, you're used to your home vendors, but now you get to see vendors from other states as well that maybe don't come down here, whatever. So definitely check it out. Uh, Also on this thing, uh, I want to give a tip of the hat to the Dropkick Murphys. Hell Um, yeah. uh, They posted about, you know, this is the first uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend that they have not performed in Mm -hmm. their entire existence. And instead, they are going to be doing, they're going to be having a free live stream of a concert. Uh, I don't know the venue, but I'm assuming it's going to be empty of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and to be honest, as an entertainer, as a performer, performing to an empty facility seems daunting. It's not easy. Um, so go support that. Um, and if any local musicians, I know Celtic Mayhem mm-hmm. um, is going to be doing a live stream either today or to, either tonight or on. Well, I guess it's kind of late to tell you to follow them on St. Patrick's Day because um, that will have happened two days before this drops. Um, but we but, can post it on our social yeah. medias and stuff. as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll definitely. But just keep an eye out for any performers who are doing live streams or whatever so that you can support them because, you know, yeah, you know what? They aren't coming out and being able to perform for you in person. But if you can go and, I don't know, buy a song or listen to it on Spotify, yeah, you know. they're making an effort. You know, and we need to make an effort. Yep. You know, it's it's like, you know, uh, on Friday night's WWE SmackDown show, those guys performed 
to an empty uh, their their home training center in Orlando. That's and that's that to me is just so absolutely incredible because they feed and work for the audience so much. I am really curious if that is going to be a feature that maybe we can click on in future WWE 2K21 games, Empty House. Is there a, a code for Empty House? Um, I don't know, but if the, the, the most recent uh, WWE game is any uh, is any testament, they're going to need to make come up with a new developer because I don't know if you heard about all the glitches and I have issues seen some, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that came out with this year's this year's version. Um, a lot of like wrestlers' bodies, like half on the half on the wrestling mat and half like in the air or. Like the character gets stuck in like a like walking and running in a circle. Oh, or... this is in the video game. Yeah, yeah. it got oh, all wow. super glitchy. Essentially, um, what's his name? The guy who directed the thing. Um, oh, my brain, I'm so old. <laughs> it's yeah. there somewhere. It's like the thing version of WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but and AEW is going to be doing their shows in closed houses. Um, and you know, I, I think I mentioned last week on the show, uh, and, and has been mentioned previously, I am a NASCAR fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad and I have gone to the races in Homestead for the last almost 20 years. And, uh, they, NASCAR decided that they were going to run last weekend's race in Atlanta and this weekend's race in Homestead without fans. Um, and again, if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, you see the drivers as they are doing driver announcements and they come walk along and wave, you know, they feed off of that energy. They, you know, th- they're performers, you know, and same thing with the professional wrestlers. They're performers. They, you know, and, and I, I didn't actually watch it, but I was watching some of the reviews and people like you could see where the wrestlers are used to making a comment, waiting for the crowd pop uh-huh. and then continuing on. Yeah. And there is no crowd pop. And I could I could like it's like. <laughs> For a comedian, you tell a joke, you wait for the laugh. There's no laugh. It, it throws you off. Sure. You know? That's super tough. Um, so I guess what I'm just saying is be supportive of the folks who are still trying to provide you entertainment during this tough time. And if it's possible for you to make a donation, make a contribution, remember like all the zoos and museums that are closed now, these places are usually supported by the ticket sales and the merchandise that you buy when you go out the gift shop. So like I know the I think it's the Cincinnati Zoo and the Columbus Zoo both have like emergency fund donation things. And I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, If you love watching Fiona the hippo. She's so cute. um, Please think about support because they're not having people come through the turnstiles. They're not generating the the money that they would. Mm -hmm. And we still need to keep zoological societies going. And if you guys do not help support them, you know what happens. They feed the smaller animals to the bigger animals. (laughs) That's maybe not true, but think about that for a second. Imagine it's true. Then get your ass out to the zoo, okay? Virtual. I mean, the virtual zoo. Fiona has a shirt now. Mail the zoo some money. Put some dollar bills in an envelope. There's a way to do it digitally, Pete. I don't understand how any of this stuff works. I got to get back in school. Pete. Um, I also did see, though, uh, one of the zoos, I don't remember which one, since there aren't people around, they let the penguins go and tour different different enclosures. Oh man, they did that with the elephants too. That elf, yeah, that one, uh-huh. in, that one that we saw. The, but it's better the, with the penguins because they're so well dressed. 
they do class the place up. Yeah. Except for they shit everywhere. Well, they do that. Yeah, there's a really cute picture of yeah, an elephant seal. with the sea with the seal. That's yeah, just, was, they, they're just like talking to each other. It's really Well they cute. said that the uh they took the elephant on a tour of the zoo. Uh, it's an Indian elephant. And uh it kept coming back to the seal. And there's a picture of it like with its trunk up against the glass. <laughs> that's how you get elephant seals. <laughs> So it's, that was flirting. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the first stage. Yeah. Do you want elephant seals? Yes. That's how you get elephant seals. Yeah. Why, okay. why wouldn't you want elephant seals? I'm just asking. They're so cute. What about walruses? How do you get walruses? I'll draw you a picture later. All I'll tell you for right now is that it involves a wall. <laughs> and a guy named Russ. And a guy named Russ. <laughs> Sweet. It's called a glory hole. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Okay. So what else is going on, guys? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know Andy wanted to bring up last week. Uh, they did the big reveal of the new Batmobile for the the Batman movie with Rob Pattinson. They've already shown us a Bat cycle. Um, we've seen the screen test of the Bat suit, and we were all seeing red. Yes, because there was a filter. Yeah, um, but now they they revealed the the uh, the Batmobile, okay. and it looks like. Sexy muscle car. It looks like a charger, right? Isn't it like a charger body? It has a little bit of a charger body. I'm not it, much of a cars guy, and but it's I'm got wrong, I but it's got a, a a mid to rear placed engine. Um, okay, I just looked this up because I hadn't seen it before, and good damn, which one? The the Batmobile. Yeah, it looks like a muscle car. Looks like a muscle car. Kind of looks like maybe the car that a hey, I'm you know. Late 20s, just getting into being a masked vigilante. And I've got a lot of money. A lot of money. Also, I sparkle. No. No, no sparkling. Sparkling. No. And apparently the new Lamborghini concept car looks very similar. Oh, well. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, Also in the Batverse, this is a weird transition, uh, (laughs) Kayla and I have been watching the Batwoman. How is it? It seems good, but I have not watched it. It is really enjoyable. Yeah, we're having um, a lot of fun with it. It really is just to have fun. Ruby Rose. Um, yum. Beyond yum, her Kate Kane <laughs> is... Okay, so my favorite part is uh, one of the devices of the show starts off and ends with her writing in a journal to Bruce. Talking about voiceovers. Yeah, talking about voiceovers. So it has voiceover at the beginning and end. Um, and she is usually talking to Bruce about one of the issues of being a solo masked vigilante and the cesspool that is Gotham. With a very specific bat theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, it is an interesting, it's an interesting um, technique because it's like, it, you do get into her head on like what the issues of being the, being the bat person is, you know? You have to do you. You have to keep everybody at arm's length. You can't, you know. Although honestly, she's doing a piss poor job of protecting her secret identity. Yeah, like seriously, everybody knows who she is. It's mm. ridiculous. That's the one complaint I think I have about it is that this is pretty much not a secret at this point. I mean, that's like, kind of a big Arrowverse thing, though, isn't it? Doesn't like nobody have secret identities in the Arrowverse? It's well, it's weird because like they're still portraying it as though it's a secret identity. Yeah, but half. The people and everybody knows, and it's just like, who doesn't know at this point? Um, it would be the Rachel Rachel Maddow voiced uh, news person. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that doesn't, doesn't seem to know who who Bat <laughs> Batwoman is. That that and uh, that and Kate Kane's father, right? 
the head of a security force mm. um, doesn't also isn't really doesn't seem really good at being able to defend himself. Yeah, or, yeah, he gets know. himself in trouble a lot. Um, he's, he's he's strictly a paperwork guy. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. You, you know, but for a paperwork guy, he he definitely comes off with a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of tough guy energy. Mm. Yeah, lot, he's a lot the of paperwork big di- guy. Big dick pretends. energy there. Yeah. But I mean, overall, the show was a lot of fun. The yeah. villain is really interesting, and and yeah. how the villain ties to the story is super interesting. Yeah, uh, the the villain's name is Alice, and there's a lot of Alice in Wonderland stuff, of course. Um, Kayla, I remember Kayla said something like she's kind of Joker esque, um, but her problem with Batwoman is a lot more personal, very personal than than the Joker's is with Batman, hmm. um, and and it's a lot of her things is to get. Batwoman's attention, not so much try to kill Bat Batwoman or just cause mayhem in Gotham. She's she has a very specific mission. Yeah, hmm. you know she's not the Joker's kind of wild, um, you know, like chaotic. I'm gonna put chaos. I'm I, gonna put poison in the city's water supply just because. You know, like no, she's like she is laser focused. She has a mission. She has a plan. Um, she's just as psychotic, but in this very kind of focused way, and it's really interesting. Single white female kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. very, very, yeah. Con- but very controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, v- it's very rare that she like loses loses focus, loses control, and just acts on on instinct. Where Joker is way more on instinct and mm-hmm. you know just acting out yeah but but worthy of the the rogues gallery of the bat for sure and, and it's interesting in the show they do reference batman joker penguin right all the all these creatures are are all these you know entities are alive in this universe have been a part of this universe. yeah they've been part so of they're it. not separating it right it's been part of it but like batman's been gone for like three or four years now like mm-hmm. no one's seen him um, and it doesn't seem like they the the rest of the rogues gallery has been involved in anything either. Batman leaves, and so does everybody else, which is more to the the constant controversy. No, Batman. <laughs> well, now I'm just bored. Exactly, and that was very good. I'm going to give you a geek point for that. Riddle me this, Joker. <laughs> Who do we torment if we don't have the bat? <laughs> and the the it's all penguin the uh, and the police commissioner is not Commissioner Gordon. Hmm. Nope. Really? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and um, they do reference a lot of uh, of of. Uh, I think this is something in the Arrowverse where like they'll reference like when they do like streets and stuff. It's like, oh, this is at you know Adams and uh, you know O'Neill and uh, you know. Oh, I ended up having. To, I went to the private school of you know uh, Loeb and whatever. And it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of like, oh, we're going to reference the the artists and writers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I kind of love that little those little, little Easter tributes. eggs. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a fun show. Um, it's interesting because like uh, Doug Ray Scott plays um, Kate Kane's father, mm-hmm. um, and he's Scottish, and you hear him. From time to time, because he speaks with an English, he speaks American English. From time to time, he has to mouth his Scottish accent, and it always comes out like a growl of some sort. Um, <laughs> like you do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because both of them are pl- are using American accents, but don't natively have American yeah, accents. Yeah, Ruby Rose being Australian. Right, right. So it's, it's interesting to see them, and sometimes like Ruby Rose does a really good job. Of, of keeping that American accent for the most part, but it's actually when she's in scenes with him 
that they both kind of struggle <laughs> it starts to fall off apart. each other yeah and you can see it a little bit and it's interesting and i just i just giggle i think it's fun yeah i mean it's not it's not as 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 uh noticeable as say the charlie hunnam moments and sons oh of my Anarchy God. when when his english <laughs> accent would start bleeding through that north that northern california accent that he's supposed to have i mean i just whenever i think of somebody who it's like what is going on with your voice right now for me it's always benedict cumberbatch as dr strange and i'm like what? yeah what is yeah. that accent that you are doing right now? Why did we not just all agree, like, just let him Doc have his strangers from England and just uh, let it be? He was born he in England as a, <laughs> came over as a young boy. Now he lives in New York, and that's fine. Totally possible. I don't think anybody would have questioned it. You know what no. though? I, I what it does sound come sounding off to me. Sort of, it reminds me of uh, Clayton Winchester from Mash. Mm. That patrician Boston. Like, yeah, there is kind of a New Englandy kind of. Yeah, affectation to it. it. But that patrician, that patrician right. accent of New England, but, not not the chowder. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Stephen Strange is not pocking his car anywhere. Um, Listen, we went for. I had a wicked time, but that, but but that uh, that demon was such a pisser. Was, I now want the Boston Doctor Strange. Sorry, I want the Southie Boston oh, Doctor Strange. You, uh, we you, got that wicked Thanos over there. <laughs> You're coming. You're coming in my my reality. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm just gonna whop him right in the face. I'm gonna take you out like the like they took out the Yankees in the 2002 season. Ah, that goat. Oh God, help me. <laughs> Joe and Pete present oh. Doctor Strange, the Boston version. You see what I have and to we're put both up Doctor with. Doctor Strange for some reason. <laughs> there's, there's just two Doctor Stranges there. They're both totally in, in sync with each other. It's just weird. <laughs> Yelling at Dormammu. <laughs> Dormammu. Dormammu, come to, come to bag and... God, oh. Dormammu's like, wait, what? Huh? What? What? I, I can't Who understand what you're saying. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> What's going on here? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. What is a sorcerer? Sorcerer. Sorcerer? Oh, God. You got that sorcerer. Oh, God, help me. No, 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 no. Benedict Cumberbatch should never be allowed, should never be asked to alter his voice. Is that, ever. Uh, is that my mantra? Line. No, it's the Wi-Fi password. Ah, <laughs> that's good because I want to check the, uh, the Facebook. And you see how the socks are doing. Ah, how about that, them pats, huh? Tom man, Brady, huh? God, Ed Brady's the best. Okay, I'm leaving now. <laughs> and we brought in sports ball. Oh. Ah. Um. So anyway, you know, to kind of though, um, English actors who did good American accents, uh, secondhand lions, um, Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine can do no wrong. Well, that's, I was going to say that's Michael fucking Caine. <laughs> right. It is Michael fucking Caine. But I saw him. I want to say it was on Conan O'Brien um, discussing it. And, and Conan asked him like, OK, not only were you doing an American accent, but you were doing a Texas accent. And he was like, how did you come up with these? Like, well, you know, you did his you know research and worked with a, a speech coach and he's like what you have to do for a texas accent is you just start laying all the letters down on themselves and that you get to texas nice nice um and it was and he did that like as he was talking he started doing it and it was just like magic mm. if we could get michael kane to maybe have that conversation with daniel craig before he begins filming knives out too <laughs> i would appreciate that I don't know if anyone uh, Did you see the bit on Saturday Night Live? I did, which is what brought it to mind. <laughs> because since I saw that movie, I was like, 
Is there a reason why he's specifically Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> well, say it all, say it all. <laughs> The knobs, they are out. Oh, God. Like, what is he what? doing? I mean, you know, the great tradition of English actors not being able to do Southern accents. I would like to present you Kenneth Branagh from Wild Wild West. Oh, oh poor no. Kenneth Branagh. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. Huh, Dr. Loveless? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, here comes the tears. <laughs> but you know, goddamn spider is the scariest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've done Shakespeare. Why am I doing this? Right? Like, he uh, didn't here's need a, to do that. Here's a big paycheck, <laughs> Kenneth. Uh, All right. Sometimes okay. you need a pool. This will <laughs> let me keep the Royal Vic open for some more years. Oh, man. And then I'll do. I'll play that role in the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> But then he got shot on for his version of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is probably the closest to the actual novel. Um, but because it wasn't like the 1934 James Whale with the whole, you know, stupid but it was monster. So good. Take your geek point. Yeah. No, that I loved that. The the Kenneth Branagh was Robert De Niro as as the monster. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. So and, good. Um. If you haven't read the book and you think of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster only from the 1934 James Whale movie. You got another thing coming. You need to read. <laughs> Crack yes. a book, folks. Also, please read. Just just please read. And, and if you can't read, then uh, audiobook. audio. Audio. Audible books are fine. And as soon as we get an Audible link, we'll do a commercial for Audible. Yeah. I've been working my way back through uh, War of the Worlds via audiobook. Because for those who don't know, there are a lot of free audiobooks out there. A lot of classic novels have Uh, been recorded into audiobook. And I think you can get a lot of them from your local library. Also true. Which you also need to support. Also true. Yes. And all good things to do while we're stuck inside doing nothing. I was just going to say, for those of us social distancing, uh, that's fine. Go online. You can get free books. I, uh, not too long ago, I, uh, last year in the middle of the year, I read, um, oh, it just escaped me, Oscar Wilde's um, The Portrait of Dorian Gray. I knew I would get it in a second. <laughs> We're just going to leave I, you I'm hanging there. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was all, all, you said you said Oscar Wilde, and all I could think of was James Joyce for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> not the same. Not person. sure not what it. the connection not is, the but same no. person. Oh, and speaking of things, um, go, going along with your theme of things that everybody did a long time ago that you're doing now, um, and audiobooks, I just started reading the Dritzt books through. So what? Crystal Shard. I started Crystal Shard um, through audiobook. Um, because I don't have time to read, so I do a lot of audio booking. Um, and I, I got to that point of, okay, fine. <laughs> I need to read this. I've been playing D&D for a very long time. I love all of this stuff. Why have I not read this yet? And started finally doing it. Now, going back to audiobooks and stuff from your library, I believe also a lot of libraries, you can get books for your Kindle or whatever e-reader you have uh, as well. So... While you're social distancing and, you know, maybe going and get, you know, maybe the libraries are end up closed by you or whatever, you're still going to be able to get, you know, books. And, hey, it's not books that somebody's hands have actually touched. 
True. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. So this is our shout out for supporting your local public library, which means the next time that there's some sort of vote about, oh, we need to have a bond to support the public library, you vote yes. Also, if you're home right now and you have to have your kids home because their school is closed, you really now need to be thinking about all the things that the school does beyond just teaching your children, which is an important enough thing as it is. But they also provide food for a lot of kids and they provide a place for your kids and activities and structure. Preach. So next time there's a bond issue to help support your local schools, vote for it. Amen. Um, on a related note, incidentally, if you are in the South Florida area near us, specifically in Broward County, I did read today that Broward County, a few Broward County schools will continue to serve breakfast I, and lunch even while the schools yeah, are closed. I believe, I forget what the list is. I'm sure it's out there. But yeah, and I know in Miami-Dade County and Palm Beach County, um, there are several schools where you can go, I think it's like between like 11 and 1 or something like that, and pick up to go uh, breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. um, if you're if you are someone who you know you don't have lunch at home for your kids. Yeah, feed your critters. Yep. Um, on the other hand, don't let your kids try to convince you that they need to eat four to five times in a day because while they're at school, they only eat like once or twice. Okay. <laughs> don't let them try to convince you that they need to go through all of your 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 quarantine snacks. Fight fighting, the boredom with books. I've been fighting not to go through my own quarantine <laughs> snacks, so the struggle is real. <laughs> Uh, we got anything else in geek news? Um, we had the one thing that I discovered right before we right before we started because I am ten years behind. <laughs> um, <laughs> not just the Dritz novels, but um, well, that puts you about twenty. That puts me about twenty years, years behind. Um, it's okay, I'm fine. Um, I discovered that there is a Geek Girl Con. Yes, uh, and it has been going on for the past ten years. I just discovered it now. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm really excited about it. I think it's a super, super cool thing. Um, we have possibly another engagement during the time that it is going on, so we probably won't be able to attend this year, but I would really like to make it a priority at some point to be able to attend and check it out and support it in any way that I can because, well, I'm a geek girl. And it looks really cool. It's in, we said it was in Seattle, right? Seattle. Yep, it's in Seattle. It's uh, the end of October, beginning of November. Uh, if you get a chance to support it, hopefully by then we will all be back to normal life. Um, definitely crossed. check it out. Geek Girl Con is a thing. And from the pictures and everything, it looks absolutely amazing. I will definitely give you a geek point for that because absolutely. I didn't know about that either. <laughs> all right, so it looks like we should probably bring, this, uh, down. bring this train to a... To a stop. Let's go to the board. So we go to the to the board, which Andy said is not that big. It's a big board. Shut up, Andy. It's big. Bigger than your board, Andy. <laughs> so this week, Kayla, you come in third place with three points. Pete and I tie with six. High five. High Woo! five. That just spread 50% of the germs that uh, Handshake would have. That was, <laughs> that was me recreating the high five. Um, so Pete, since uh, it's your, your first visit back to the... To the geekiest since the uh, so reboot roadshow show, which we have missed you. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh, people can find me on the socially distant web. Um, <laughs> I am at the It's Just Pete on Twitter. I've been a little quiet lately, um, but I'm going to be doing some posting this week. I can be found by email if you have questions or comments for the show. I am geekiestpete at gmail.com. And you can find me on Not Safe for Wizards playing 
or in the uh, well-adjusted and not at all crazy uh, paladin <laughs> of um, Edar on the fine fifth edition actual play, Not Safe for Wizards podcast. What what system is that in? Um, Super Nintendo. Okay, no. <laughs> Kayla, where can they find you on the interwebs they and can, other places? They can find me on uh, the Twitters at Hawk underscore Kayla. They can find me on Instagram, which is kind of my main hub, um, at Geekiest Kayla. Um, if you are in the uh, South Florida area, of course, once all of this is blown over, uh, we have an awesome little thrift store, um, in downtown Davie called Secondhand Goddess. We'd love to see you there at 4148 Davie Road. Uh, come and check us out if you're around. Um, also due to all of this, um, we are going to be bumping up our eBay page quite a bit. So if you get bored and you want to do some shopping, we've got some fun stuff on our eBay page of Secondhand Goddess on ebay as well um and you can also find me playing jade on the dungeons and dragons fifth edition actual play podcast not safe for wizards excellent and all that will be in the show notes and you can find me on the twitter at demorgus that's d-e-m-o-r-g-u-s you can find everything about this podcast on social media at the geekiest pod uh you can email us at the geekiest pod at gmail.com um, you can find me being the DM of the Not Safe for Wizards 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast, where not only do I narrate and explain the world, but I play every goddamn P- NPC there is. Uh, What's his name? Whose name? All of them. Well, it's guard one and guard two. <laughs> it's a coincidence that they had the same first name, but and, different families. Yeah. yeah. Um, and embargo the... Uh, the 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 uh, secondary orc ambassador. <laughs> well done. Yeah. You're too late for a geek point, though. That's a fine. <laughs> I don't think I can get a geek point from my own podcast. You can for making up all those names. Um, also, keep an eye out on the Evolve DM stuff. Uh, locally, we're hoping once this all blows over, I'll be able to be doing uh, Learn to Play D&D sessions at, at uh, Access Granted. We're also going to be trying to do a one-shot night at Access Granted. And how about a little virtual Learn to Play D&D? Can we look into that? So keep your eyes out. Do it. Uh, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, it will be coming. Um, I think that's it. Yep. Thanks for listening this week. Please stay safe, stay healthy. Hey, and- Geek Nation, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your Stop hands. touching your face. Uh, you know what? Stay home. Listen to podcasts. I know a really good actual play you can listen to. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. And again, please take care of yourselves. And we'll be talking to you next week. Bye. We love you. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great. But hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be... Share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.